Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped, the very best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Jingle balls to the wall, gentlemen. Listen up. It's time to gear up and give yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits, so why not do the same below? The Perfect Package also comes with a pair of Manscaped Boxer Briefs and the Crop Reviver Toner, which will keep your junk feeling fresh. Give yourself the gift of below-the-belt grooming this holiday season with the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. Again, that's promo code BIGHEADS for 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Clean up below the belt this holiday season and make Santa proud by going to manscaped.com today. Welcome to the Serie A show. Welcome to another episode of the Serie A Show. Now, I'm sure those regular listeners uh, who tune in every week will have noticed that I'm not John. <laughs> um, <laughs> unfortunately, he's uh, he's suffering a bit, feeling a bit under the weather. So I am going to be presenting. And Nima, when the cat's away. The mice come out and play. <laughs> <laughs> so... We're hoping to not be tuned to without John. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna be professional. Yeah, we are. We are. Uh, although it's it's really fun to hear, like <laughs> when, when John has these like dad freakouts as how badly we're misbehaving with some of the stuff we say, especially last time. So we'll, we'll, well be with let's it. not mention Antonio Conte unless. <laughs> And reverse okay, so, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a very good week for uh, Serie A sides in the Champions League and in Europa League indeed. Um, do we, they all won, every Italian team won except for Napoli who got a really good 1-1 draw with Liverpool. Now that was a result that I was really not expecting. I, I really didn't expect Napoli. I mean I watched the game and they played, they played really, really well so um, you know, I, I, where did they pull that out of the bag from? I, I don't know, but they were excellent. So, um, Nima, can you shed some light on uh, how Inter played? I believe there is a, a bit of a dynamic duo going on up front. Oh, those two, Lautaro and Lukaku. That the what a display, and what a display by Lukaku. He was, he was simply phenomenal. It was he was world class. He was he reminded me of Adriano in his peak. Uh, the way he played his movement his strength his speed his technique uh that assist outside of the boot left foot cross for lautaro for the 3-1 goal uh he scored two goals that were that were disallowed both correctly but 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 the the second goal that was disallowed um towards the end there when he did these overstep oversteps and then bottom bottom of the bottom of the corner he buried it in the bottom of the on the right hand corner it was just it was peak peak adriano he was really i mean i did i honestly you know i i, I honestly didn't know he was he could be this good 
I've always seen him as a as a, as kind of a striker, like a goal scorer. But I did not. I've never seen this side to his game before. This strength, this this technique, this um, this vision, uh, craft, all of it. He was he was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, it, it was without a doubt his best performance uh, in an Inter shirt. And and him and Lautaro are just loving life together. They really have a bromance going. They, they, after the game, I think Lautaro had bought them matching, like not Christmas, uh, uh, Christmas jumpers, but just just just, just matching jumpers of a, of a dog. Bark, I saw that. <laughs> of a bar- dog barking. It's the bro- <laughs> the bromance is real between these two. They really get along well, and they really like each other. I think that when they after that after after um, when he I think it was Lautaro when he scored the third goal and they hand in hand run towards the 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 fans holding each other it's it's so cute they they're like <laughs> it's they're like best friends it's really 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 cute to see and and now it's it's just everything is you know they're really clicking and they really understand how how each other how they want to play they complement each other perfectly if it's not one it's the other uh, and it makes them so so it makes inter so hard to defend against it must be refreshing as well after um, the Icardi Perisic sort of fallout and you know all that kind of stuff to see teammates getting on with each other and, and actually um, that helping the play. Absolutely, I mean those two couldn't stand each other towards the end there, and 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 the entire environment was toxic. Uh, so, but but that, I mean that just goes to show the the clear out was needed, the revolution was needed. There's no doubt about that. Interference of in screaming for that for the past decade uh, and they got it uh, this past summer and it was needed you you have to do it at some point you have to put your foot down and and, and move on uh when things aren't working and 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 things weren't working i mean inter should have been you know should have finished top four far sooner last season than they actually did uh, and uh, so no this 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 new project under conte it's it really is a team um, they, the players, everyone on the bench, everyone on, on on the pitch, everyone absolutely is getting on. Everyone is respecting each other. There's a clear order chain of command who decides who does what. Who you know, ev- everyone knows their place, and 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 everything is. That's why everything is so harm. There's 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 such harmony around Inter right now. It seems like um, Inter have, have passed. On, if, if it was a virus, they've passed it on to Napoli with uh, everything that's going on there. But they, you know, they pulled it out of the bag versus Liverpool. And, you know, I'll, I'll be interested to see whether they can follow that up this weekend because they, they've they put they've put in two really great performances against Liverpool this season. And, and in the league, they've, they've really been awful. So um, for me, that's... That's the acid test, whether they can um, carry forward that form they showed in midweek through to the weekend. Um, but having said that, at the same time, Liverpool, they play... When, when you play Liverpool, there there is space to attack. Um, and usually in the Serie A, it's Napoli are the ones who are leading the attack. And here they got to play a little bit more... Um, a little bit more traditional Italian in the sense that they got to... Uh, they got to lay, lay lay a little low and then attack the space encounter, uh, and and for once they were clinical. They, I think they only had one shot on goal and they scored that mm-hmm. uh, with Mertens. And, and that's that's been the issue in the league is the fact that they've created so many chances, but they just cannot seem to score more than once, if 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 even that. And and then you know teams in the Serie A are cynical and they will hurt you. 
so absolutely yeah yeah they are no I, I I expect it to change to turn around now I think these two draws against Milan and Napoli uh, Milan and Liverpool I mean Napoli have a chance to win the you know to win their Champions League group they play Genk at home uh, and Liverpool have a nightmarish uh, away trip against the Salzburg who can who literally have nothing to lose and everything to win mm-hmm. with with uh, uh, with that Norwegian teenager who just scores for fun um, and they and they attack you they take it you know they take you to town uh, Salzburg especially at home so I don't envy Liverpool there at all I I don't think Liverpool will win that game I think they'll draw it at best which leaves uh, Napoli wide open to just winning if they beat Genk they'll win that group and they will have won that group without having lost a single game which is also really impressive. And and if they progress in the Champions League, all this nonsense in the league and, you know, the the fallout between De Laurentiis and Ancelotti, it'll just be forgotten. Yeah, all of it. I mean, nothing, nothing you know, success and wins uh, is the best way to get through a crisis, no matter what that crisis is. And, and and that's that's absolutely true. I mean, if they if they were to win and they go into the Christmas break, having gone through to the Champions League and maybe win one or a couple of games in the Serie A, and they're within five, four or five points within that fourth place, you know, they've got everything to play for in the second half of the season. Absolutely. So moving on to domestic matters, um, we've got Juve playing Sassuolo this weekend, and. Inter playing Spal. Now, for me, I think there will be no change at the top after this weekend. I think that's a win for each side. What do you think, Nima? I couldn't agree more. I, I so Juve play at home against Sassuolo. We know how it's going to look. If um, if Juve are you know if Juve don't come out of the blocks uh, firing and if Sassuolo is having a good day, they'll probably score a goal. And he'll be a little bit nervous. And then we all know what's going to happen in the second half. That Douglas Costa is going to come on or Dybala is going to come on or Ronaldo is going to come on or some other of the uh, some other brilliant player they have <laughs> on the bench that that day is going to come on and they're going to win that game 2-1 in the 92nd minute or something. Like, their just, uh, their is bench even... is like a, a Mary Poppins bag, isn't it? Where it's just... Going to be <laughs> <on>. <laughs> it really is, isn't it? It's crazy. It's, it's just... It's ridiculous. The way I mean, when you play Juve, you you can't you have to prepare for three games because they can play with a four three three with 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 real wingers and wing backs. They can play with a four three one two, which they do. Um, you you know you you they can play a four four three one two. They can play a four four two. They they can play a three man three five two. All of a sudden, like they can they can play so many different ways in one game. And he and Sari has made absolutely no. Uh, secret that he utilizes this in a game. Juve are so fluid in how they play. It literally is a 180 degrees um, d- difference to when Allegri was there um, in, in the sense that the, the, the fluidity of it. Yeah. It's, um, you know, he was much more pragmatic and he was also very uh, flexible in his, in his coaching and, and tactics. But, but, but Allegri never, was never able to get this team to play the same with, with, with the same with this fluidity, irrespective of the lineup, and that is something that Sari has definitely changed. Yeah, and it seems to me like they're starting to they're starting to click now. I mean, oh, yeah. they've they've had the results obviously, but we've never not really seen consistently good performances. But I think, especially with the way he's got DiBala playing in particular, um, and and Bonucci has improved from last season too. There's there's a lot of players there that 
are really improving and and I think from after the winter break onwards we'll see more of that sari ball that we were you know everyone was hoping for absolutely and also let's not forget that De Ligt is finally starting to find his feet and and showing why why Juve invested so much money in him I thought he was absolutely brilliant this past uh, midweek mm-hmm. against uh, Atletico and uh, and he's starting to find his feet he's starting to find the balance there was always going to be teething problems with a young player in a new league but he's really finding himself now and, and he's really starting to show glimpses of, of why Juventus paid that much money for him and uh, and that and that is you know the, the, that was just to be expected uh, yeah. and it was inf- unfortunate in a way of how um, he had to be thrust into the starting lineup with the yeah. injury to Chiellini so you know you've got to give him a bit of slack for the fact that he he was put straight into the first team sooner than expected and and it's and it's now really I mean there was one tackle in particular at the at the end of the match against Atletico that you know, I just thought, wow, that was, yeah. you know, the kind of delict that, um, you know, he was living up to his reputation in a way. Yeah, absolutely, and he was, and and he's been and he's been improving slowly but surely uh, for every game now, and and now he's just he's he's really really finding he he's really finding his feet. He's finding. Uh, he knows how to play. He knows when to fall. He's he's finding, you know, he's adapted to the team and how they want to play. Um, and and now you've, uh, I mean, that's why I said before, you know, on this pod that you know you've are struggling but they're winning. So after Christmas, when things are really falling into place, these 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 this this club these these guys are gonna mop the floor with everyone because, you know, think of how good it looks if they if they win when they don't play well, and then just think of it when they actually play well and things click. Now they only have to get Ronaldo into this system, mm-hmm. uh, and and just think of you know we all know what that means when he's when he's in form he scores ridiculous amounts of goals. Yeah, I mean you know I think I think Inter are going to keep matching them for results. I think Conte knows how to win in Serie A. I think uh, you know they face Spal this weekend. Spal are not what they were. Um, they've they've dropped quite a bit since having two good seasons in Serie A. This third season they're starting to struggle. Um, so can you see a scenario, Nima, where the head-to-head results between Juve and Inter may be decisive if Inter continue to match Juve round for round? I think, I think, I think you're absolutely right. I was actually thinking about that the other day, um, that I think that's, that's where this is going to be decided. Um, it's going to be their head-to-heads that's going to decide this. And I think we saw in the first head-to-head, that Juve are better than Inter. Uh, and and uh, at least them they were. Uh, so if they continue winning and drawing when they win each other, when, when, when the other draws and win when the other wins, this is going to go down to the wire and it's going to be decided by when they meet each other, when they play each other. Yeah, I agree. So um, I've picked out a couple of fixtures that are interesting to me. Um, one of them is Parma-Milan. Now, Parma are actually on the quiet doing really quite well. Um, and they have this uh, wonder kid, the Swedish wonder kid that Nima, you might know a little bit more about. Um, Kulusevski, am I saying that right? Dejan Kulusevski, yeah. yeah he's um, he is, uh, 
it's so strange with him because he you know he he's from Stockholm he's born in Stockholm he started playing his his uh, he started playing for Bromma Pojkarna who is basically the Swedish version of Ajax in terms of youth development they are absolutely phenomenal uh, they're the best in the country they're the best in Scandinavia by a mile in developing talent uh, and and teaching football to kids uh, when you see a Bromma Pojkarna team play if there's no matter if they're six, nine, eleven, thirteen, fifteen, they play football in a way that no other teams in that no no other kids in that at that age do. Um, they they and they train the children really really well. And and he's since the day he started playing Kulusevski, he's been the best player in every single team he's played in. And I mean that from year to year, and until last year when he was at Atalanta Primavera when they won the Scudetto. Until this year, his first season as a professional in at first first team football, like senior football, and he's the best player at Parma, and he's had three scored three goals and five assists. We don't know what his best position is. He says he likes to play centrally as a trequartista, maybe. Uh, but but the thing with him is we don't know what his best position is because he never stops running. He works in all of those three positions behind the striker and as a winger, as a number ten, as a uh, as a winger on the on the other side. He has he, he has a good shot on both uh, with both feet. He he has intelligence. His tactical you know he he thinks football really intelligently. But above all, the kid never stops running. His lungs are made of steel or something. It's just <laughs> insane. I think after Brozovic, I mean, I never thought any I mean, because that's just impossible. You know, Brozovic is not human. He, but but after, but but he he actually matches Brozovic in terms of distance covered per games. It's ridiculous. That's incredible, really. Yeah. Yeah, it is. No, he's he's really really good, and to me, and he's got a he's very focused and very. Um, he's got a good head on his shoulders. He he's not. He doesn't let things befaze him. He he knows he's at the young. You know that this is the just the beginning of his career. He's not. You know he's not being blown away by it. He, he's very determined. He knows what he wants. He knows where he wants to go in his career. He knows w- w- what his aims are. He wants to win. He, and 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 become a, a world. You know become as good as he possibly can get. And this this traje- trajectory that he's on is is you know. Who thought that Zlatan Ibrahimovic uh, replacement, uh, you know, replacement to Zlatan Ibrahimovic was a ginger lad? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And that was like, it's like, no, he's he's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I think people he, are really he, starting to take notice now as well. I keep seeing a lot of people mentioning him on Twitter, and you know, I think he's really starting to get that attention from some of these super performances. Oh yeah, and and if he stays, I mean, and if he stays um, healthy. Uh, and, and doesn't get injured, he's definitely going to the Euros with Sweden, and uh, I think he could actually do something. Yeah, there. that would be exciting. Uh, together, together with uh, Matthias Svanberg, who plays for Bologna, they also a youngster, twenty-year-old who's been in Bologna for a year and a half, and and and, and is really really good. Now, the, 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 this new Swedish generation, this next generation of Swedish players, they're so young and they're so damn good. Alexander Isak at Real Sociedad, Robin Quaison at Mainz. There's a, there's a, you know, you obviously have Lindelof in Manchester United. You have, uh, no, the, the, this, this crop of, this crop of Swedish players that, that 
that, that won the European under-21s a few years ago and younger are, are a real interesting generation. Well, Palmer is certainly enjoying uh, Kulisevsky at the moment. Um, what do you think? Do you think Palmer can get a result against Milan? Because I, I think, Absolutely. yeah, I, I think that Milan is slowly improving under Pioli, but I just don't see that it's enough. I, I don't see that it's it, it, they're improving quickly enough. Well, the thing is, Parma, if I'm not mistaken, the game is away at the Estadio Enio Tardini in, mm-hmm. in Parma. And that, that that kind of speaks a little bit to Milan because then then Parma will be the ones to attack and, and try, to, try to control the game, which gives Milan a chance to counter-attack. And I think they're really, they have the players that are good enough uh, to, to hurt Parma. Uh, I think this, if this was played at the San Siro, it would be more, much more complicated for Milan. From Milan, uh, but no, I, I I think that absolutely. I mean, Gervinho Kulusevski, now Karam was obviously not there, um, but Andreas Cornelius, who scores for fun when he when he's having a good day, he just bangs them in. He's strong, strong, big, physical number nine, uh, who powers Holmes shots, uh, like really powers them, thump thumps them. Uh, and uh, and and I think Milan need to watch out. They really do. But I do. But but I think I'm I'm thinking two two draw here. Yeah, yeah. I could. <laughs> I'll definitely uh, bank on a draw because Pioli is the draw specialist after all. <laughs> <laughs> True, he is. He is. True. No, but the Milan have to start winning. But but having said that, I, it's starting to look really good. The midfield, especially Benasser and Krunic and Paqueta, that that is a that that midfield trio is really yeah good. agreed agreed i think i do think they'll progress but mm, jury's still out at the moment um so the last game to discuss is a bit of a, a defense versus attack because we have hellas verona who've surprised everybody um with how well they're doing this year and they played fiorentina last weekend and they won by a goal to nil and the way they defended was absolutely excellent. That Jurich has really got them well organised, and then we've got them playing Roma, who are um, a really attacking side. They won three 0 in Europe, um, and I'm interested to see how this one plays out. Yeah, I agree. This is really going to be exciting because, um, yes, Roma have a great attack, but they also have a good defence. Uh, they, they they found the balance in the team that they were lacking in the beginning of the season. And Mancini and uh, uh, Smalling have been sensational. Um, and then you have the midfield with Diavara slowly coming back and Veretout. And now it's it's looking really really good for Roma. I I however however Hellas are a very difficult team to break down, as you said. Uh, and I don't see them being destroyed by Roma, but I do think that Roma yeah, will win I this. Uh, I do expect, I do, I do expect Roma to win this because I think they don't. Ro, Roma now are looking like the, are, you know, it's, it's finally clicking for them, and they're looking even better than I first expected. I had them third, I had them fourth this season. I think they can, they, they're going to go for that third spot because they they look really really balanced. It's a balanced squad. Uh, they're playing a football that suits them. Both they're balanced defensively and offensively. They 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 all have role. They, they, everyone has found their roles a little bit. Um, Jeko is becoming a leader, uh, a, a true leader of that squad. Um, even though he's not he, he's not officially the captain, he's he's really um, leading them and leading by example. And it's really it's really cool to see. Yeah, I agree. Jacko's um, not a player that I've enjoyed watching in the past, but 
this season he's really different. He's really much more involved in the build-up play. And like you say, he's he's becoming a, a leader there. And, and I really did not expect that at all. No, neither did I. I honestly didn't see it. But it was clear that, in, you know, he didn't want to leave Roma. Uh, he wanted to stay there. and uh, But they weren't, you know with Inter lurking and I think I think he would have preferred to 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 stay at Roma because uh, he really enjoys it there he likes the life there and he likes the club and 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 he's really enjoy enjoying himself there and I think that after with all the rumors of him going to Inter after all that surfaced and him getting booed I think he kind of understood that in order to win the fans back he had to show more than just score goals he had to show that he cared and he's really done that. He's really, really done that. No, Roma are Roma are a joy to watch. They really are. And and the more of these injuries, the more the sooner of these inju- the players come back from injury and Roma have a full squad, the more interesting it's going to get. Yeah, they could be scarily good. I think. Yeah, I think so as well. Well, I think that's it for our preview show. Thanks very much for listening, and I hope that we did a good job without our normal host John. See you next week. Bye bye.